This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode number 153, recorded on Sunday, February 28th, 2011. Cleavage. Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Watch and listen to our shows and many others at techpodcasts.tv. Hey everybody, welcome again to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. We are the Uber podcast for geeks and gamers. We're very happy to have you watching us at live.geekgamerradio.com every Sunday night around 9 p.m.-ish Pacific time. Uh, we do a show to talk about the top news in the world of gaming and geek stuff. You know, tech stuff, uh, you know, laptop computers, video cards, and that sort of thing. Uh, this week we're going to have a, a wide plethora of news and stuff, uh, ranging from Netflix to Thunderbolt to OnLive, the PSP, and much, much more. And uh, Apple. And Apple. Oh, yeah. Don't forget well, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be a show if we didn't talk about Apple. That's right. Uh, so, uh, my name is Chase Nunes. I am your uh, slave driver. I mean, I am the host uh, that kind of steers the show. The other co-hosts, you may know and love them, or you may grow to hate them starting off with mr john kessler what's up john what you do hi this for? what that camera's nothing i didn't do anything you did something nope sorry you screwed it up lies didn't that's how you had it set john is our barge burger expert oh, on the show yes. and see now you moved it there's uh, now no i'm gonna move it again okay there we go i'm gonna it now was fine gonna, i don't know why you thought it was no fine. one cares Yes. We do too much banter. <laughs> yes. So um, what's up, John? Just Ducky. I was waiting to do that. Um, also joining us on the show this week, again, because he's a host of the show, Joseph Falby. What's up, Joe? How you doing, hey. man? How's it going? Good, man. Did you have a fun weekend? Yeah. What'd you did do? Did a land party up there in uh, Olympia. Uh, I, I heard we're supposed to uh, you know knock off the... Uh, the small chat. No more small chat anymore. Oh, right. Right. Sorry. I'm, John, John's off camera now. What else? Is this because you moved the camera? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> when, when we do the triple shot, there's a very narrow frame. Oh, that's true. And so if you move out of the frame. See, if any, anybody listening to the show, they're, they're going to wonder what, what the hell's going on. No one's going to yeah. care. Yeah. What else is new? What else is new? So, what did you guys do this weekend? I heard you guys had a little bit of a, something called a land party to, that you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we both went to a land party called uh, Damland down in uh, uh, up for me in Olympia, down uh, for Washington. Me in Olympia. It's cool. uh, this time was about thirty five people. I think they had closer to forty five signed up, but only about thirty five showed up because the weather wasn't great. There was snow outside and stuff. Yes, but uh, it was a really good time. Uh, we played quite a bit of Left for Dead, uh, a little bit of Minecraft. Um, you know, there were people playing there. Uh, there, uh, there was a couple of people I saw. They were playing a mod for Doom Two, uh, which they said they only play because they can get like three thousand uh, frames a second on their computers with it, which to me sounded a little low. But uh, <laughs> um, 
no, it was it was a really really good time. Actually, it was a lot of fun. A lot of good friends there. Um, you know, it was a it was a really good time. We missed you, Chase. Though you were you weren't there. You were off playing with some. Hey 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 hey! hey. I I, balls. I I was playing pinball. I was uh-huh. I was I was a part of the Vancouver Regional Pinball Association, mm-hmm. playing pinball, and I made it to the semifinals. Uh, I'd have to look, go back and look, at, but I think technically I got like seventh or eighth, maybe. I don't know. I didn't do too terrible, but a lot of great pinball players. I mean, you, know, you got the number one, number two uh, players in Canada, all of Canada, you know, huge country, and they were there. So. A huge com- country, but they don't have all that many people there. That's true. That's true. If, if you'd gotten the one or two players out of China, <laughs> that's, yes. that's something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I just got an email. Yeah, Chase for, is speechless. I, 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 well, no, I'm trying to tone it down. I'm, uh, I'm trying to tone it down now. Sorry, I, I'm not trying to talk much anymore. Okay, no one wants to hear from me anymore. That's just Joe. No one cares about what I have to say anymore. I don't know. All I ever do is bitch about anything that's not Apple related. So, just to give everybody a clue, if you go to the uh, chat room, or I'm sorry, the chat room is right below the live video. It's at live.geekgamerradio.com. And right below that is the uh, the chat window, so it should be popping up. I just got an email asking me where the chat room was, and it's right below the live video feed at live.geekgamerradio.com. It's on the it's it's on the internet. It's on the internets. Yes, it's on the webs. Not, we don't have a physical chat room. You can come in. You can actually go to chat. I think it's chat.geekgamerradio.com, and that just gives you the chat room. No video. It's just chat room. But then, if you did that, you can't see us. So then you wouldn't know what we're saying. No. But some people like to have the video in one window and a chat room in another. So I did it that way. I'm trying to do it that way. Mm -hmm. All right. So some of the top stories that we're going to talk about this week, uh, like Joe mentioned, we have Apple stories. And one of the big stories this week uh, was last Thursday, as predicted, live here on the show. That's right. We predicted it. We brought you the news. (gasps) Apple did release a refresh of the MacBook Pro line. Uh, as you could see here, uh, a story coming from PCMag.com. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, and as was promised, they came out with two brand new bra- uh, MacBook Pros. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, three uh, models. Uh, 13, 15, and 17 inches. Ranging from $1,199 all the way up to $2,499. They come with uh, a brand new um, good Shake old... Weight. what? What's that, John? Nothing. <laughs> uh, they, they come with the new Intel um, Sandy Bridge architecture and chips, as well as brand new uh, video. There's a new ATI, I'm sorry, AMD Radeon 6750s in these. Yeah, which is a departure because uh, in, uh, Apple had been using NVIDIA cards previous to this line. Aha. Uh-huh. So that's a, a kind of a big change that uh, may have – most people may not have realized, but that was a, a pretty big change for them. Yeah. Um, also, uh, a 720p FaceTime iChat camera. But the biggest thing with these new laptops is the Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. Thunderbolt, meaning the new, uh, you know, light peak uh, Intel-based architecture, which would allow transfer speeds up to 10 gigabytes per second. 
Uh, not gigabits. Oh, I'm sorry, gigabits, not bytes, bits, bytes. Yeah, it's important. I mean, there's a, diff- there's a big difference. It, you're abs- absolutely right. But the question is, is it the next big thing? I mean, at, uh, the AtlanticWire.com you know, compiled some reviews from a lot of different uh, re- reviewers out there. One saying it is a game changer. It's 12 times faster than FireWire 800, 20 times faster than USB 2.0. Um, one person saying, don't believe the hype. You know, personally, for me, what's wrong with USB 3.0? Why do we have to have a new proprietary connector? Why can't we use something like USB 3.0, where it is backwards compatible with the, the slower devices, but it would be compatible with the newer devices, and you don't have to have a new connector. You, you can actually use something better. Um, what do you think, Joe? Well, what what they've... So uh, just to give an, an, a rough idea of what Thunderbolt actually is, is inside of a th- the single Thunderbolt cable, car- it carries both um, video and data in, in dedicated forms. So video, it actually carries, uh, it actually carries a, um, uh, um, what would it be, a DisplayPort compatible video in the cable. So the port has DisplayPort on it. And then it also carries uh, PCI Express, PCIe, as the interface for the data. That's why the data is so fast. Um, so it's, it's pulling that, that what had been an internal connector at, into an out, external thing because PCI Express is serial, so they can push it outside like that. Um, right now, the current version is copper only, uh, so it's limited on length. Uh, I think it's a, a two-meter cable. I'm not sure about that, though. Uh-huh. So about six feet. Um, the, the, the optical version is coming out soon. That will be uh, significantly longer. I'm not sure how long, but the cables will also be more expensive. Um, Intel has said that with Thunderbolt, even though the port is different, because of how it works and how, the, how it's architectured, uh, if you want to connect a USB device to it or a FireWire device to it, you can actually, they can actually make a cable that has the converter or, or an adapter built into the cable. So you'll plug the cable into the Thunderbolt port on one side, and on the other side you'll have a USB cable. And it can be USB 3, it could be USB 2, or it could be USB 1. Uh, same thing goes for FireWire. You could have the same exact thing where you have a, a FireWire plug on one side and a Thunderbolt plug on the other. Uh, you just have the adapter in the cable. Now, of course, those cables aren't going to be cheap, you know, or, or who knows exactly how much they're going to be. There, there haven't been any announced at this point. Or free. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they probably won't be free, but I think this is a really, I think actually this is a big deal because even with USB three, if you start talking about really, really big external hard drives, um, you are going to run into limitations on the throughput. Uh, they were doing tests with, uh, with this, they were doing some very publicized tests with this on the launch, um, where they were using a external hard drive bank. I think it had five drives in it. And they were copying files to and from the drive at 900 megabytes per second. Um, but in the which, real in the real world, with real users, with normal everyday users, mom and pa, and all this mm-hmm. crap, you know, they're going to go into Best Buy and they're going to say, "Do I need the Thunderbolt? Is that important?" And you're going to have these sleaze. They're going to say, "Oh yeah, you're going to need to have this." Is it important right now? I mean, is it well, really, really important, especially on a laptop where? There's nothing out there that supports it right now. Nothing. Well, no, there there are drive bays that are that are being released now. Um, you know, dri- like I said, external hard drive racks that that are supporting Thunderbolt. There are also USB and FireWire backwards compatible that have those ports on them as well. But there are drive bays that are coming out. Um, I forget. There's three or four companies that are all rolling out drive bays in the next uh, month or so. 
Um, but like I said, I don't think this is – I don't think this is a big deal right now. It's probably not even a big deal this year. But in a couple years, maybe three years, you know, I mean, look at how long USB, USB has lasted. But in a, in a few years here, we're going to start having hard drives that are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. We're going to reach a point where we need a really, really fast interconnect in order to actually use all of that space efficiently. Yeah. Um, especially internet connections are speeding up. Um, I mean, think about taking this thing to a LAN party. You know, you could theoretically, if you're on a, on a one gig connection on your, on your computer, you could copy, you know, I mean, you could, you could. Fill this, fill something up. You really, really quickly with, like with Linux distributions, of course. I mean, yeah. well, right yes. when you're moving Linux distros all the time, yes, right, right, or um, or uh, legally uh, uh, DRM uh, movies that you purpose that you own and and have uh, legal right to play. Now, yeah. jo- now, now, John, up oh, there again. <laughs> Got to take Joe's name off there, uh, John. You, you do a lot of file transfers. You, you like these new technologies. Does this new interface entice you at all? Or, I mean, how, how, do you, how does it make you feel, the whole Thunderbolt thing? Is it, is it a big deal? Is it the next big thing? Big thing? Uh, uh, um, yeah. Probably going to be. Um, I don't see myself running out really quick. I don't use external hard drives all that often. Most of my stuff is just transferred across the when I have things to transfer or across the network anyways. Right. And uh, I mean, from one system, it'll be like one system to the next and each system generally has a RAID array in it. So, I mean, I I do like having fast, I, you know, rate, you know, arrays. So, so can I ask this question then? Let yes. me let me ask this question. What What is wrong with USB 3.0 then? I mean, really. I mean, USB 3.0 hasn't had a chance to really get out of the gate. We're seeing USB 3.0 in more devices, more motherboards. You can actually buy add-in mm-hmm. cards now. There are a lot more devices now that support USB 3.0 that as opposed to you know, the LightPeak Thunderbolt stuff. What's, yeah. what's wrong with 3.0? Well, I don't know because, like, I mean, I have one. Actually, technically, I guess I do have two external USB hard drives and, you know, you know Boxes and uh, both of those are only 2.0, anyways. Yeah, but or 2.2 or whatever. But there's there's were. more there's more devices out there that's that are supporting it. I mean, yeah. my motherboard has 3.0. Uh, I mean, there are there are video capture devices that support 3.0. What, what, what I'm just trying to say is why why didn't Apple? Uh, obviously, Apple's working with Intel on this technology. They put it in the laptop. Why are we not seeing 3.0? Obviously, Apple wants to squash it, or do they want to see it succeed? I mean, Joe, Apple expert extraordinaire. I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think 3.0 DOA? I, I, well, obviously, 3.0 is not DOA. It's it's going to be around for a while. Um, there's no question about that. Uh, however, USB 3.0 is it, it is at this point old technology. And Apple is pretty famous for jumping as soon as they can onto whatever's new. Um, and, I mean, they always get slack for it. They always get a bunch of crap for it. And think about it. They were the first big computer manufacturer to drop the floppy drive. Everybody said, how can you be dropping the floppy drive? And Apple said, how can you not be dropping the floppy drive? And in the end, they were right. Um, you know, they were the first ones to really push USB on their computers, uh, got out of the old uh, – uh, they were using Apple Desktop Bus ADB, which was, you know, similar – functionality-wise to PS2, to the old PS2 ports. And now a lot of other companies have, you know, almost everybody has gone the, other, the same way where they've moved away from the older legacy-style ports and have all moved to USB. Um, you know, USB has its own problems. Uh, 
One of the issues with USB is there is a limited amount of power that runs over the line. Uh, Thunderbolt allows 10 watts of power running to devices, so you can spin up a, a full-size regular hard drive use just using the, uh, the, the Thunderbolt cable. You don't have to have it plugged in, um, which, of course, is something you can't do with USB unless you're using a laptop drive, uh, usually. Um, you know, I mean, it, it just allows a little bit more versatility, and it is the next, not, not to, you know, copy the phrase, but it's, it's going to be the next big thing. It's, it's the next technology. It's, it's not pushing the old boundaries. It's pushing the new ones, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, it, it does. It does. I, I'm interesting. I cannot speak tonight. I am very interested to see what's going to occur with these new next-generation ports and data transfer methods. I'm very excited. And the only unfortunate thing is it, t- it tends always to come back to some sort of bottleneck, either hard drive speed or CPU speed, where you know we can transfer at 10 gigabits per second but it's not going to matter because you know your your writing speed is going to be limited you know it's like well the I, people who are going to see a big benefit from thunderbolt and thunderbolt storage is uh is you know content creation people uh people who do move a lot of high def un uncompressed uh, video um that sort of place is where this is going to have a major major impact um, like the show Right, yeah. I mean, post-processing the show, think about it. If you could, uh, if you could take the recording that you have on, on your Windows box and move it over to your Mac using a Thunderbolt cable, you know, a 10-gig connection, move it at 900 megs per second instead of, uh, you know, being limited to, you know, just connecting it over your gig network, you know, that would probably make things quite a bit quicker. Yeah. So. Yeah, it might go from five seconds down to two and a half seconds <laughs> to move it. That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, no, I'm sure it takes a bit longer than that to transfer a, a couple gig video file before it's compressed. So. Yeah. Well, I, I am excited in, in either event because really the technology is starting to move forward in interfaces and, and ports. You know, we've had USB forever and US, there's USB everything, USB can coolers, USB fans, USB rocket launchers. Look it up, folks. I'm serious. No, I mean, so there's I, I just can't wait for the next Thunderbolt launcher. I mean that that thing's going to have a lot of power behind it for sure. Launching those thunderbolts and yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing where it's going to go. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean it, it's the sort of thing that you could see on on the next gen, you know, full high def cameras instead of you know getting away from uh, uh, HDMI uh, with the the problems that HDMI has in terms of um, you know you, you're super limited on the cables and and that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, you know make, you have to make sure you have the right version cable. You know, it, it's going to have a future. Um, I know it will. It may not be as big as, you know, USB has been or, or that sort of thing. But, um, you know, Intel, the fact that Intel and Apple are both pushing this is, is going to make it big. Because uh, yep. Intel's going to start putting it on their boards. They're going to start integrating into their chipsets. And, uh, and when they, when, what Intel does, AMD has to follow. Well, remember, um, Apple did work with Intel on FireWire. Yeah, and the only thing though was FireWire wasn't incredibly huge on the PC side of things for the longest time, and then it finally caught speed towards the end of its life cycle. So, I mean, I know there's still FireWire ports on a lot of devices, but it just doesn't get widely used as much. So, hopefully, well, it, we, we won't see the same thing repeat itself. It was really, really widely used in digital cameras. Yes, in 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 camcorders, and that's that's where really it it you know prospered and did really really well, and that's what it was designed to do from the beginning. Yeah. Um and uh and now with HDMI and DisplayPort, that port is starting to starting to go away a little bit. 
Um, you know, as, as some cameras are even moving to USB, but uh, you know, it, it provides a lot more. There's a lot more uh, that you can do with FireWire than what most people realized, uh, and uh, some of it was actually kind of scary. Um, now that I've read a little bit about it, but uh, that's a total side issue. Moving forward in more Apple news, this is going to be the Apple show. A lot of Yay. Apple news this week. Yeah, Joe's so excited. Hey, I like Apple. Apple is having a meeting on March 2nd, and a lot of the rumors at this point are po- uh, pointing towards an iPad, iPad 2, as uh, PC World is reporting. <laughs> I love doing that. PC World, Mac <laughs> stuff. Anyway, uh, so re- supposedly it's going to happen. March 2nd, we're going to see the brand new iPad 2. Now, there's been a lot of rumors, a lot of rumors saying that it's not going to have a retina display, but it will have a high-resolution display. Also, the 3G version of the iPad will have dual radio chips that will allow the tablet to be used on either AT&T or Verizon. The iPad 2 is also slated to be at the same price point as the current iPad, which is nice. A uh, front-facing camera. But obviously, you know, with 2011 being the year of the tablet and the big competition, I think Apple at this point really needs to come out of the gate and has something that wows, I think, to get people from going to other types of tablets. Obviously, you know, we see the Honeycomb uh, OS, uh, you know, Android's OS on the new tablets. We have the BlackBerry, I believe it's called the Flipbook or Playbook we're running, you know, their own thing. I mean, there's a lot of great tablets that are going to be coming out this year. A- obviously, Apple needs to do something, I think, above what they have currently. Now, Joe, do you believe some of these rumors? I, I-, I personally believe, you know, the high-resolution screen. I, don't- I-, I think I'm leaning towards you. We're not going to see a retina display because it would be just too much money. But we're going to see something better, I think. Yeah, I think we'll see a high resolution. Uh, it might be a little higher resolution than the current display is. It's it's really hard to say. The current display actually works reasonably well. Uh, I I don't I don't find it being low resolution. Um, you know that being a problem anywhere. Um, it'd be nice if the I guess if the resolution matched exactly the uh, the iPhone four, so that you know you wouldn't have to worry about it. It would the pic- the pixels might get a little bit too big though. Um, you know I'm not sure. I'd have to, to look into that, but. Uh, a little bit higher resolution would make a lot of sense. Obviously, it's going to have a front-facing camera. Um, it would be silly not to at this point. Uh, Apple's been pushing um, face uh, uh, face talk, you know, so much. Yep. Uh, but uh, the processor, everybody thinks it's going to have a new uh, multi-core A4 version of the processor, uh, which is similar to what's in the iPhone 4. Uh, but it will be, you know, like I said, multi-core instead of a single core like the iPhone 4 and the uh, the iPad's current processor. Um, as for other features other functionalities uh you know there's that plug that's in the uh that's in the case that looks like it could be a uh you know we talked about it last week could be a um uh well now a thunderbolt plug um which would be kind of interesting if they moved the uh the ipads and the iDevices over to thunderbolt that would definitely give thunderbolt a big kick in the butt to uh to get going um you know there's a whole lot of potential here i'd really like to see you know i'd like to see what's going to come out with it I have a feeling as the same at the same time they announce the new iPad, they'll probably announce a new version of the iOS, um, which would be really nice. I think the biggest thing the iPad has, you know, you mentioned the other all the other tablets that are coming out. The biggest thing the iPad has is actually still the price point. Um, the Zoom, the Motorola Zoom, which is one of the the big oh, Android based yeah. tablets, 
is a is to start a hundred dollars more. It's, it's than the incredibly inspect. Uh, well, it's it was eight. I think it's what eight hundred bucks. Uh, if say? you want the 3G version, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Apple. Everybody gave Apple a lot of crap when they announced yeah. the 3G, 3G version of the original iPad that it was 130 bucks more to get the 3G chip. Everybody said that's ridiculous. I can't believe it's that yeah. much more expensive. But it's 200 dollars more on the Zoom to get the 3G chip. Yeah. So yeah. you know, suddenly the the iPad's price doesn't seem that extravagant. Uh, you know, that's the biggest thing they have going for them is is they hit a really really good price point at 500 bucks for the base tablet. Um, if they keep that going with the next iPad, you know, and there's no reason not to say say that it's going to be a winner too. Um, it does have. I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect. It does have some problems, but I think it. I think it will come out ahead, uh, hopefully in the long run, especially if the competition keeps the price up really high. Now, John, being mm-hmm. uh, being our technical hermit that you are, yes. I'm Do you know a, what an iPad is? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> I've seen your Maxi pad. That, oh, oh, that's nice. All right. <laughs> So this question is for John. John, yes. do you see yourself getting a tablet PC in 2011? No. Why? You have to talk, John. I have my Evo. That's all I need. Yeah, well, it's kind of like a tablet. It's a five-inch mini tablet that can make phone calls. I have my forward. I have both my cameras. You do. You, you know what you need to do, John? You need to download Skype on that thing. And can you do Skype video calling on the Evo? I don't even know. I haven't tried. You should. We should try that. Someday. Someday. When, when John's not being a technical hermit. Not on the show tonight, though. Not on the show tonight, though, because we've already had a crash. Not yes. my computer, no. I did not have a crash medic 5,000, 2,000, whatever we, we called it. <laughs> um, moving on, talking about Next. cell phones in general. Consumer Reports is confirming that the death grip does exist... On the Verizon iPhone. <gasps> uh, what they're saying is you can cause the grip of death if you bridge the gap on the little line there. Obviously, it's not going to stop them from selling. They're already selling like crazy on Verizon side of things. But I think this just goes to show that no matter what cell phone you use, you can probably cause some sort of antenna attenuation issue i really don't think it's a it's one of those situations where most people have cases on anyway this is kind of a moot point but huh eh, you know yeah well i mean even my uh my my work cell phone which is a nextel uh motorola phone um if you you know it has a, a little external antenna on the top and if you you know put your hand around it your bars are going to go all the way down you know, I mean, it's it's not. I don't. Everybody seems to make a big deal out of it being on the iPhone. It's on every cell phone. Yes, I mean, I I've done it on my phone. Yeah, it's on every cell phone out there. It's just for for some reason, whenever Apple does something that's less than absolutely amazingly perfect, the entire industry jumps all over them and says, "Look, you did something that's not absolutely amazingly perfect." Well, when they claim to have made something absolutely amazingly perfect. <laughs> It's well, extraordinary. Yeah. Everything from Steve Jobs' mouth Great. is extraordinary. <laughs> it's and wonderful. Amazing. And, yeah, unbelievable. When, when I saw this next story, beautiful. I was immediately thinking, Joe's going to love this story. So last year, a traffic cop pulled over uh, a Mr. Kata and handed him a speeding ticket. Now, although he was nervous, he was startled because... First off, this is his first time getting caught, and he, and he felt 
that he wasn't speeding, but the officer said that he was speeding. Now, he had an Android phone, and he was running a program on his phone called MyTracks. It was by Google. The app records and visualizes your GPS data on a Google map. It will also record your speed. And so what happened was he went to court, and he represented himself, and he presented the GPS records as evidence and got himself off the ticket. Uh, the speed limit in the area was 25 miles per hour, and the radar gun clocked him at going 40. Uh, he panicked, but, you know, he went ahead and went to traffic court, uh, presented his uh, evidence, and this is kind of an example shot of the evidence here. It's one of the situations. This is not the actual evidence. This is just an example. But, you know, you can actually measure the speed between two points using the GPS, and uh, he submitted the evidence, and the judge took it into evidence and kicked out the ticket. So, obviously, you know, this same kind of situation may not apply to you, per se, if you're trying to get yourself off a ticket, if you're using some sort of tracking program. However, you know, it's always good to question authority not not rudely, <laughs> but are you, you know, nuts? but but you know, question it. If you honestly feel that you are not guilty, you know, go ahead and fight it. You know, do your civic duty. Take your time and do it. And this guy did it. Presented evidence and was able to get his ticket dismissed. What do you think of this, Joe? Uh, you know, I think I remember hearing something about a story similar to this a while ago, um, but it wasn't with a, a phone. It was somebody had an actual GPS tracker on their car. That they had installed, not you know one that the feds had installed on their car for them, um, and uh, and he, he it was recording where he was going and, and how fast he was going, and he used that as evidence in court uh, and did get the ticket thrown out. But that was a few years ago. Now I'm not sure exactly the details any more than that. Um, the question I would have about this is he would it, the burden of proof would be on him to show that the timestamps for when he was going that speed were appropriate. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and also, of course, you have to hope that you get a judge who's at least mildly tech tech savvy. Yes. Uh, yeah, because well, I can they, tell you there are a lot of judges out there who, you know, you would say, well, look at my cell phone. I have evidence on here. And they would say, I don't want to see anything about your cell phone. I don't care. Yeah, well, this actually took place in California. So most of California is pretty tech savvy. Obviously, Silicon Valley. All that nice. Well, hopefully, stuff. you have to remember that judges are usually old, um, significantly <laughs> older than the uh, than the average. Yes, John, this seems like something that you would do. I, I think honestly, you know, you're already running Google Latitude. I, I think you could run my tracks, and uh, in case Probably. someone pulls you over in your quantum, the race. Yeah, quantum. you're, you're We're going under the. I mean, over the speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going, John, going going faster than the speed of. Snail. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been tracking myself while I go through the lovely 25-mile-hour speed limits in Monroe. Oh, that's right, where they want to put traffic cameras everywhere. Yep. Mm. Yeah. You got to love cities that do that because it's all about safety, right? Hey, mm. I'm just glad my cruise control works at 25. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mine will, I don't think mine works under 30. Yeah, I really mine mine works does. at 25, and I get in that 25 zone. And set you, you just hit the button. Cruise control and... Because it's so hard to keep your foot on the gas pedal at 25 miles per hour. I understand. Well, yeah. most most cruise control works at lower speeds on uh, standard shifts than on. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. John does have a standard shift. Yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't know how to drive anything else. 
I'm just Who would want yeah. that? <laughs> like, like an automatic any harder. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Well, if you use Gmail, which a lot of us do use, I am one of them. Be very, very careful. Be sure to back up your Gmail because this could happen to you. Gmail is accidentally resetting accounts, <laughs> wiping out uh, email and everything. Purge. Now, as many as 500,000 Gmail users lost access to their inboxes this morning. Uh, and this was this morning, Sunday morning, the 27th. Google does say that this affects less than 0.29% of the Google Mail user base. So what's the big complaint? Yeah, uh, what's the big Well, they, they actually updated that. It's not to 0.29% anymore. It's now less than 0.08%. Yes. Closer to 150,000 individuals, but you probably wouldn't feel that way if it affected you. Yeah, if you if it affects you, it still sucks. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of those it's it's one of those situations where obviously, you know, there's there's a few apps out there there's uh, that you can download and back up your your email from Gmail. You you type in your username and password, and you can actually download it and save it. I would recommend doing that maybe once a year if you feel up to it. Obviously, back up everything. Back up in three different places. One off-site if you can do it. This way, in case this point, I'm sorry, point zero eight percent happens to you, you won't feel so terrible. But this should go to show you that putting everything in the cloud sometimes isn't all what it's cracked up to be. Even though I do trust it, my email to Google. So Google, we love you. Mwah. They'll probably fix this. 30% of Netflix titles that are watching instantly will soon have subtitles come, come their way. Uh, this is probably some things that you, know, you and I and John, you know, we don't really care about all too much. But obviously, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are deaf. Or if they're watching some sort of British comedy, they can't really understand what they're saying. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, actually, they're, they're at 30% now. And they're, you know. Well, they, yeah, 30% they, now, yeah. more is coming. Um, and according to the article here from Engadget, it will be adding it to the PC and Mac in early 2010, obviously. And then uh, that's already been added. But they're going to be bringing it also to the second revision of the front ends like the PS3, the BoxyBox, Google TV, and we support. Uh, Xbox 360 and Roku players will get it later this year. Because obviously with the Xbox 360, it always tends to come around some sort of dashboard update. So there you go, folks. If you want your subtitles, especially the English ones, where you can't understand what they're saying... That is for you. John, would you use subtitles? You know, actually, I, I have used subtitles. Um, if Just late at night when you don't want to have the TV up a lot, just to make sure uh, I'm getting everything that's actually being said. So it's got its uses. So Microsoft, uh, our final story, and I, I, had to, I had to do this because, you know, we had so many Apple stories Joe, I had to throw in a, a Microsoft story. Is that okay for you, Joe? No, I'm I'm good with this. I think the Connect is a great device as long as you're not using it with an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Microsoft Research uh, took a liberty to to produce a video and show 
the next generation of gesture interfaces interfaces god man my, uh, i am the, the, nice. dead, the dead the dead today man i'm terrible uh showing off the next generation of gesture interfaces connect integration and other neat stuff uh the director of microsoft applied sciences that's a nice title steven or they call him steve stevie b batchy or bath itchy was showing off some interesting interfaces um, and so they did throw a, a video up on YouTube, and what I'm going to do is show you just a little bit uh, from that video, and uh, you can see for yourself what Microsoft is working on. And it's it's really, really cool. I mean, it's it's pretty neat stuff. Um, and we'll Hi, my name is Steve take a look. and I manage the Applied Sciences Group here at Microsoft. And one of the main areas of research for us is working on smart interactive displays. And today I'm going to show you about five different demos, all the way from capturing light from the user to sending light to the user's eyes. Here, let's start here. Here we have a, um, uh, a research project where we simply ask the question, what do we do after touch? Um, and you know, as, as you know, mostly touch screens today, they can only see the things that are touching directly on the screen. That's why they're called touch screens. Um, but we want to explore the area above the screen right above, right over here. And so you can see what we've done is done this front projection system. We have a projector up there and a camera right next to that front projection system. And we have a very special screen here. It's actually a retroreflective screen with this mesh on top of it to diffuse the light that comes from the projector. What the retroreflective screen does also is send a lot of the light from the projector back out to the camera and thereby any object in the path of that retroreflection is a really strong shadow allowing us to pick up those images and apply computer vision algorithms to them. Computer vision algorithms that allow me to, for example, do this paint application um, and draw right above the screen without really touching it, doing simple gestures like the closed loop. So one of the main areas of... So that's just one example. There, there's actually a lot more of the video. There's about seven minutes of it. Uh, we'll have a link in our show notes at geekgamerradio.com. But i got to say that the, the neat thing about this is to see a company like Microsoft also do research and also go out and try to figure out more innovative ways for interactivity, different interfaces like the Kinect, like the, the, the projections, holographic stuff. You know, I, I really like when companies put some money into it and think outside the box and come out with something really, really cool. That's, that's really neat. I, I dig that. I... I I watched the video. It's really, really cool. There's more neat crap in there. Uh, John, I'm going to go to you first, though. Mm -hmm. Stuff like this interest you or just meh? It's interesting. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it okay. is. All right. uh, I, I have not watched the video. Okay. So I can't comment. Until know, now. In, yeah, until now. <laughs> it's, uh, no, no. I mean, this, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It is Microsoft, you know, not, I mean, so, something outside of just the Xbox team working on the Kinect. Or the Windows team. Well, it's not just Kinect. It's, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, it's, it's furthering the stuff and, yeah. and the interfaces. Joe, what do you think? Oh, no, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, the, the human interface of computers is always um, one of those fascinating things that, uh, um, that you know, I, I think is, is really interesting. You know, the, the point we've reached now with, uh, with how GUIs work. Um, you know, it, it sort of makes sense now, but, uh, you know, I've heard reports that, that if you sit somebody who's never used a computer down in front of a console and give them some basic commands, they can actually get more used to that than, uh, than quickly getting used to a GUI. 
uh, you know, where where we're going, I mean, I, I think the goal, uh, what you're looking for, Chase, is you're looking for the minority report inf- interface, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Um, I no, mean, and, and that's what a lot of people are looking for. No lag. No lag. I just <laughs> want to be able to just do this and do this and do that and, and be good uh-huh. to go. And, and I think a lot of people think that's a great place to go. Enhance. Um, however, the question I always have with those interfaces, they always look really, really cool. But um, they're not very usable. Right. I mean, yeah. how do you, you know, do you have to remember that if you make this specific finger motion, the computer knows to do something? Yeah, like when you're doing make sure that the computer picks you up correctly. And if it doesn't pick you up, I mean, you know, it's one of those situations where it just right. frustrates you. Right. And and I do that to my computer all the time. But, you know, I, I think I think that the human computer interface is the biggest place where we're losing, um, where we, we have a lot of problems and a lot of progress to make. Yeah. Uh, keyboards and mice are good. They work for now. They're obviously not the best thing that we've ever come up with. Right. Um, you know, there's there's something better out there. We just got to figure out what it's going to be. It's the Star Trek computer. If you can say computer, hello, com- let me pull up my mouse here. Hello, computer. You know, if you yeah. can do that and get it to do what you want it to do, that that alleviates the whole nine. To everything. some point. But even that yeah. interface, that vocal interface, isn't the best way to use a computer in some places. But it keeps Sigourney Weaver employed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Avatar, right? Is that what you're thinking? No. 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 Fail. Galaxy Quest. Oh, Galaxy oh Quest. okay. All right, all right. Sorry. She looked pretty good in Galaxy Quest, I got to say. But, yes. but then again, I'm a, I'm a fan of cleavage. Yes. What can I yep. say? That's okay. not surprising. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah. who isn't? But, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, most, most, 95% of everybody out there, it's a scientific fact that people like cleavage. 95% of guys. 95% of everybody, man. <laughs> like even women <laughs> like cleavage. Oh. Okay. They like their own cleavage, maybe. I don't know. If you're a woman, uh, please write Bats. John at... Uh, <laughs> right. With cleavage. With if cleavage. You, if, you have, yeah, if there's cleavage that, that you like and you'd like to share it with John... Um, yeah. Pepsi is and, not a sponsor of the show. No. <laughs> All right. Cleavages. Cleavage, uh, probably sponsored by cleavage. Leave it to cleavage. Leave it to cleavage. <laughs> wow. All right, can we talk about games now? Yeah, let's talk about games. <laughs> Why not? Uh, GameStop, uh, we you know grow to love them and hate them all at the same time because you know we we they know don't have any cleavage. They don't. Well, maybe some some. It's on workers. the GameStop store. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but some GameStops, you know, obviously they're all into the used video game market where you know you 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 played out your game, you don't want it anymore. And instead of holding on to it, you go ahead and take it to GameStop. They'll buy it for five dollars or for five bucks off you, and then they'll resell it for forty five bucks. But hey, at least you're doing the smart thing and posting it on Craigslist, right? But at least you're getting some money for it. Okay, so GameStop, you know, this this is just evilly, evilly. Got it? I don't know if that's a word. It's probably not wrong. It's just wrong. GameStop has been accused of recording personal information. It's a uh, class action complaint filed against them. Uh, This happened out in California where Melissa Archiga of Alameda County, California, filed the suit on Wednesday of last week, claiming that GameStop stored her personal name, credit card number, and personal identification number, her PIN, after, recording, uh, after purchasing items. Uh, the defendant's um, employee made no attempt to erase, strike out, eliminate, or otherwise delete the plaintiff's personal information uh, from the cash register after... Uh, you know, the transaction took place. 
Obviously, you know, GameStop is not commenting on any cases that have any pending litigation. But obviously, you know, if you're out there, you know, you're selling your games and your stuff back to any third party, I think it's very important that you are very careful with your personal information. One thing I'm really shocked about, though, here is our PIN number. I don't know why GameStop would even need your PIN number. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Crazy. Nobody has anything to say about that. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just wondering how you, why you led this off with GameStop, the company we've grown to love and hate. Why did you bother putting love in Okay. Yeah. Well, I was trying to be nice. Somewhat nice. I, I've, I, you know, I've, I've never bought a game. I don't think I've ever bought it. Well, I may, may have bought a game from GameStop, but not, not because it, not because if I had another option. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I and and I've never certainly never sold a used game to to games. I have not. I uh, if actually, I actually go ahead, John. Well, actually, they didn't. I'm not seeing that they should actually recorded her pin. It's right in the first paragraph. No, of it's her own. personal identification <laughs> information. information. So I think that means her her like her name and address off of her ID. Really? Did, did I read PII. that wrong? Yes, you yeah, did. It's PII, not PIN. I, I was thinking, I mean, because it made me go back and reread it. Said I was starting to think, did I re- did I read uh, it wrong? Okay, then I yeah. wrote it wrong. I'm sorry, folks. Her name, credit card number, and personal identification information. information. So what what they recorded was they were recording this information so that they could send her their propaganda later on. Yes. <sighs> All right. Did I say that I love them? No. Yeah, but, at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to say anything bad. I don't. Want grown to, to to love and hate. I distaste yeah. what they are doing. I, I don't want to get sued or anything. I don't Why? have anything. I don't know. We can't get sued for expressing an opinion that we hate them. Okay, we hate them. We're not saying that they're they're an evil company who plan to take over the world, because obviously if they were, they would be failing at that. That's true. Um, but uh, we're just saying that we don't like them. Right? Uh, final opinions, John, do you hate them? Uh, I don't like them. All right. And Joe? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hate, hate or do not like, yeah. Okay, good. Strongly dislike or hate, yeah. Strongly dislike or hate. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the big stories of last week Chase, was... Chase, what about you? Oh, I hate them. Oh, good. Strongly dislike them. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I you good. just went through you, you went through John and I. You, we, nobody, you know, didn't say what you. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just hiding my secret love for them. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Them and Blockbuster. Oh. <laughs> oh. And Redbox. I just, yeah. I just got. Uh, well, Redbox isn't that bad. <laughs> Redbox is filling a niche. Uh-huh. Redbox? No, Redbox. <laughs> <laughs> Breadbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Breadbox is filling a niche. It's a good place to keep your bread. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's oh, your money. Wait, I got it, dude. That's perfect. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a breadbox. I'm gonna make it red, and it's gonna be in the same font as Redbox. <laughs> but I'm gonna call it Breadbox. Nice. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna put it up on Think Geek. And Are you gonna will... put pictures on the outside of different kinds of bread? No, we should totally do this. <laughs> I'm serious. It's the this big make, red box. This would make a killing. <laughs> this would make a killing, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm serious. Someone would buy it. Probably. Dude, did you check out my bread box? <laughs> <laughs> one day, one slice. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy oh. you can buy your bread one slice at a time. Oh, so man, I still want to do this. <laughs> it would like it would make some money. It's like the pet rock, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. Or I mean, the USB rock, yeah. The USB rock. The USB rock, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I know somebody who has one. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, the bread box would be awesome. Same font, same color. 
I mean, I'm be, sure it wouldn't step on any copyrights. Why not? It's a bread box. It's just a bread yeah, but box. Same font and same color. That's well, colors red. Ooh. They probably they probably pat they probably copyrighted the font. You uh, everybody except James Cameron does. All right, well, you could, <laughs> well we we can do it close. We can be close with the font. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying we you know ripped them off, but I mean bread box. This is perfect. I'm not saying we ripped them off, except that it's going to be exactly like a. It, it's a it's a spoof. It's a parody. It's oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, you know that's, that's that's within the bounds of copyright. Yeah, and then, and then you have you know, like you said little pictures of bread. You have rye, whole wheat, <laughs> white, honey like nut, French, French loaf, and French uh, <laughs> this would be what's perfect. with the French. This would be perfect. It's just we're, kind of common bread. We're missing like our million dollar opportunity, man. Bread boxes would come back. Except for you just said it on the air. Some it's boom. Tomorrow it's done. Yeah, yeah somebody in China is already making it right now. Yes. Well, <laughs> they were watching the live stream and they're making. But it. remember, this is copyright. Uh, no, it's not. This is, but it's my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Oh, whatever. Done. Let's Lost. talk about Japan, shall we? Let's there talk about go. how the Nintendo 3DS is out. And they have torn through their initial 400,000 unit shipment. Uh, now, granted, you're not going to be able to pick this up at your local GameStop <laughs> for about a month. Uh, however, the Nintendo 3DS had a solid launch. Um, as you can see, this guy, this guy here, he works for Engadget, picked up two of them. How nice. This is unbelievable. Some of those sales were to customers waiting in a few lines up to 2,000 persons long. Incredible. I know, huh? That makes Disneyland look like a quick wait. <laughs> I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just wow. Yeah. And yet another reason why I love Japan. <laughs> so, so Joe, when when are we going to Japan? Yeah, I don't care. Whenever we need to go to. See, I still have family over there somewhere. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, dude. Because here's the thing. You know, I want I. John, John, here. Let me include you in this on the conversation too. Huh? huh? All right. Wake up. Wake up over there. <laughs> Huh? So, so you know, my wife, God bless her, she doesn't like mm-hmm. to travel too much. I okay. mean, she likes to travel, but we have pets and stuff, so it makes yeah. it a little bit more difficult. Yeah. But she doesn't want to travel on a plane for 14 hours or anything like that. It's only, it's only nine hours one way, 12 hours the other. It's not 14 hours. That's okay. my point. It's, all right, it's 12. What's the difference? Nine, 14, whatever. But it's a long, tra- Five. long trip. Five. Five is the difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's another half a trip. So any- yeah, come on. So anyway, I you know I want to travel. She doesn't really want to travel. Okay, uh, but I, you know I want to go. Chase, watch- I will not play your wife on your travel. No, I don't want you to. Those aren't pillows. No, I I don't want you. Cle- you just don't have the right kind of cleavage, there, Joe. Uh, yeah. But but I, you know up. I want to go watch. Uh, hey. I want to go watch Top Gear. You know, I want to. I want to. Watch, oh yeah, I'd know. love to go see a live recording of Top Gear. That would be UK. freaking. That'd be great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and you know, go visit the UK and all those accents and mm-hmm. just be. I know. have a friend who lives in uh, Scotland up there too. We probably dude, go visit. Dude, I mean, we gotta make, we gotta make this happen. We got a Vegas yeah. trip to do again, and then yep. we get we then we got to go overseas. It'd probably be easier, you know, obviously to fly out of SeaTac than it would be out of Portland. But uh, I don't know. Do you have many international flights to go out of Portland? Uh, no, actually, your best bet if you want to do it a really realistically, if All you want Los Angeles, to like to to Europe, would probably be to go down to San Francisco. Ah, uh, San Francisco. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's a a few good international flights direct from SeaTac. I know London is one of them. You know, on British Airways. Or you go I think there's a there's a once a day flight out of Portland to go straight to Japan. Um, we should Bing it. I'm not sure. 
<laughs> Dang it. Hey, hey, let's talk about the PSP, the, the platform <laughs> that everybody loves. The, That's right. <laughs> the PSP uh, is dropped in price as of today on Sunday. Oh, I can't believe you, you used a Kotaku link for this. I, I was waiting for that, too. Oh, I, I knew I knew it. I was, <laughs> God, I should have written that down. Um, the P- <laughs> PSPs are going to cost $129 starting as of Sunday, February 27th. So if you're listening to us, it's dropped 40 bucks. But honestly, you think this has anything to do with the 3DS coming out? Yes, and, <laughs> and I wouldn't buy one because you know with the new uh, uh, portable gaming console, the the new NGP. Sony NGP, I would not do not do it. Don't buy it. You don't want it because a you don't want to play these little discs. You don't want to be you know no. Just don't do it. Don't buy it, folks. Don't do it. Well, and and really, I mean. Uh, even if the 3DS is amazing, realistically, handheld gaming off of a cell phone is dying. So, I mean, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's going to go away. In the next five to ten years, it'll go away. Yeah, It's going to be all in one. Well, yeah. We'll all be running around with N-gauges. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I remember that, too. Yeah. I remember the first generation where you ha- the only way you could talk into it was holding it like a taco. <laughs> I'm serious. You like, had to hold it on its edge, and then you would be able the end gauge. Do you remember the end gauge, John? No, of course, John. John had a, a normal cell phone then. Yeah, John. Was uh, the only nice thing I really remember five. about the end gauge was I happened to be uh, at E3 on the when they launched the the revamp, the second version. I remember that. Yes. And uh, uh, the the a friend and I were when we were wandering around the booths uh, on the one day that we weren't working, um, we accidentally walked past the end gauge booth and looked at it. And a guy came and hurried, ran out and, and pulled us into their booth to play with the N-Gage. And we were stuck there for about five minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, what about really that E3 sucks. trip? Are, aren't we going to try to go this year? I totally forgot about that. Yeah. We'll have to talk about it after the show. We should. Yeah. Oh, we got, we got stuff to do after the show, too. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. John, you something to say over there? Nothing. No, I need to talk about after the show. And I'm just looking at the time going, I'm so freaking tired. Why? Well, gee, I didn't have a drive up from Olympia. You didn't? Okay, good. No. Moving on. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's talk about uh, a game service that is really struggling to try to get people to jump on board, and that's OnLive. This is the uh, online gaming network where you don't buy it. Well, you buy games, but it's all streaming online where you have a controller and you play, either through their micro console that you hook up to your TV or using the software on your computer and using your own peripherals, key, uh, controllers, that sort of thing. So right now, if you purchase the game Homefront, you will get a micro console for free. So, hmm, what do you think? If you buy uh, Homefront for $50, you get a free micro console and a free game on top of that. Uh, the deal runs right now through March 14th. Uh, the, the fine print does say supplies are limited. You have to pay for shipping costs, and you won't actually receive the hardware until after the deal expires, no matter when you pre-order the game. Uh, so you'll be waiting for a while. But for 50 bucks, you would get one of these. I am still, you know, I, I've tried it, especially for driving games. It's terrible. You know, lag and latency is a huge problem for me. Even though I have a huge internet connection, you know, 25 megabits down, 25 megabits up, very happy with it. But, you know, not for me. But, you know, 50 bucks. 
Joe, should pick one up, man. It's all uh, you. You know, honestly, it's kind of tempting. I'm probably going to get Homefront anyway, um, but I'll probably be getting it through Steam if it's available on Steam. Um, you know, I, I still think if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to have to deal with upgrading their gear, and whether that's their console or their PC or, or whatever, this might be something attractive to them. The problem with it is I think all the versions of the games they play are PC versions. So if you're playing this on the home game system, the console, where you have to use the, the, the control stick, right, the, the gamepad, like what you have on a PS3 or an Xbox 360, yeah. you're playing against people on PCs with a keyboard and mouse. You're going to get your ass kicked. Oh, yeah. All the way. Um, I mean, Ooh. it doesn't matter how good you are with that control pad. They're on a keyboard and mouse. You're going to get your ass kicked. Um, so, you know, I don't think this... The, I think this is a good thing for people who are willing to um, put up with some of those things who don't want to buy a or build a, a home... The, you know, a whole PC or, or buy a high-end PC. Or they don't want to have to buy a new console every, what, eight to ten years now that they're coming out. That's true. Um, you know, and, and 100 bucks or, well, 50 bucks is, uh, is pretty attractive. 50 bucks, you get two games and the console... Uh, you can play it on your PC or play it over this this uh, game system. You know, it, it. I could see it being attractive to some people. It's not really for me, though. I have a pretty good gaming system. I have, for some stupid reason, all three current-gen consoles. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's it's for some people, but it's just not for me, and I don't think it's for very many many people who are, who are like us, uh, very, even very many of the people who listen to the show. Yeah, I, I really don't know how far it's going to make it, but, hey, they're trying, they're pushing it, uh, but if if the indications at the last uh, PAX was in any any idea, uh, there was no one there at the booth. I mean, people were playing games, but it was just like meh. You know, who cares? Yeah. Uh, in other news, you know, the people over there at Rockstar Games they're working on the next edition of Grand Theft Auto Five, and it's always interesting to see what kind of domains they register because of the fact that. What they do is they have a lot of in-game tie-ins uh, with uh, products that go viral, websites, and they have various merchandise. So here are some domains that Grand Theft Auto Five and Rockstar Games registered that could provide us with a little bit of a clue to what's going to be in the new game. Uh, we got CashForDeadDreams.com, SixFigureTemps.com, StopPayingYourMortgage.net, HammersteinFaust.com, and LifeInvader.com. So, obviously, they're going to be playing off of the uh, current economic crisis and collapse that we've had recently. And uh, I, I think Hammerstein Faust is probably a lawyer. Stop paying your mortgage, you know, obviously, you know, all that fun stuff. Six-figure six temps, meaning, uh, I guess, if you're a temp... You know, a temporary worker making six figures, probably. So, very neat stuff. Funny stuff. It's probably going to do the. Uh, probably going to be featured in the radio on the game. Yes, which most of these go end up end up showing up. John, uh, do you care about Grand Theft Auto? No, probably. man, John. Figures. No, no. I actually going to post this in our chat. Oh, hold on a second. Hey, get, get 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 ready, Joe. Here's another Kotaku story. Oh. Aussie Game Nut Morris has taken a dead Xbox and made a PS3 controller out of it. So he had a red ringed PS3, uh, or, you know, <laughs> a red ringed Xbox 360, and he decided to go ahead, mod it, 
take out all the internals and put in the internals for a joystick that allowed him to play his PS3. I think that's I- ironic. I love it. I think it's funny as hell. Uh, I, I, I dig it. I think it's pretty cool. Not a huge story, but I just thought I'd share that. Hey, when I loaded it, it loaded a 3DS um, page. <laughs> well, I just loaded it. And no, I mean the link that I clicked. Huh. Up at the top, it says turning a dead Xbox into a PS3 controller. Yeah. But the page is your complete 3DS guide. Huh. I just like to reinforce how much the new Gawker Media interface. <laughs> well, here's a picture of it uh, with him playing it, and I think it's pretty cool. I dig that. That's neat, John. Yes. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, John, John. And our final story in the gaming world before we talk about the games that we played and the games that are going to be coming out over the next week comes to us from Ubisoft in Europe. And all I got to say, folks, is those Europeans are pretty freaking... Wow, that is really loud. So here you go. Take a look. You tell me what you want is a little bit of money, and I'm sure that's true, but I'll tell you something, honey. I've got love, and I'll make you feel just as hard. You see, my friend Jack is a man of many good, but he always has a laugh. He watches the good times flow with the love in his heart and the smile on his face that sets him right. If you could see that, babe, there's more to life. Strange though it seems in the stage that you're in tonight. I love a magic show, watch me come and go. It's a fairy tale, but tell you want to see me. So there you go, folks. The game called We Dare, coming out for the Nintendo Wii, rated ages 12 and up. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, first off, I think, Joe, you asked before the show, is was that game real? And it looks like it is. Um, I must say, I guess the Wii is grasping at straws at this point. I... Uh- I, I don't. Or, I don't. You're not. You're not really suggesting that the Wii is a dying system, and this is what they're trying to do to bring it back. No, no, I would not be implying that. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I. Uh, th- I mean, this just takes. I mean, first off, give it up to Ubisoft, right? They're they're trying to come out with something that's more interesting to get couples to swap Wii controllers. I guess, right? I mean to get women to smack themselves and to get guys to take off their shirts while playing Wii games. And I, I, I just don't know of any couples that do this. I mean, but I guess I'm in the wrong crowd. It's a European thing. It, it, right. I mean, because, you know, everyone invites their dates and over and they take off their shirts in front of other friends, couples. couples. Yeah, that's just normal. Yeah, yeah, I could just. Joe see. is speechless, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Joe well, has I, nothing to I, say. I, yeah, I mean, this is it's just strange. I mean, thank you, Ubisoft. Uh, who knows? Um, yeah, but I actually I have I have some really really important breaking news. This is breaking really, really news. Important. Let yes. me let me give you the full shot here, Joe. Breaking news yeah. from Joe. The here we shot. go. The mo- shut up, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we all know that Gawker Media screwed up their interface on other websites. Right. 
I just happened to follow a link to Kotaku, Australian version that has a good website. Oh, really? Breaking news. So if that's so, breaking news. Yes. So if we want to look at a better version, so if you want to go to Kotaku and you don't want to deal with the craptastic new Gawker Media interface, is it .co.au? Kotaku.com.au. No, no, no. Com.au. Oh, com.au. Yeah, they didn't follow the goofy UK thing with .co. That's a UK thing. They're just stupid. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's talk about games. You want to talk about games that are coming out this week? Sure. All right, let's do that. Uh, coming out for the handhelds. I'll take care of the handhelds this week. Uh, we got My Little Restaurant for the Nintendo DS. Busy Scissors. <laughs> oh, man. And Rango the Video Game. There we go. Also coming out for the PSP, we have Mini Squadron as well. So there you go. There is your handheld titles. Oh, you oh, missed wait, wait, miss the you iPhone missed, one. Yeah, the iPhone. Oh, I'm sorry. Drift Legends version 2. For the... I, I just the had iPhone. to laugh. It's like, we have a phone uh, a phone game in this list now? Yeah, an, an iOS game, yeah. Yes. Well, I yeah. thought IP was like internet, but I guess it is... Uh, yeah, I had to look at it, too. And, I'll, and the, the board up above goes yeah. through, goes iPhone, and they have a... Uh, an Android listing, but all right, no Android games in here. What is yeah. coming out for the PC, Mr. Joseph Falby? Uh, let's see. For the PC, we got Perfect World International Genesis, uh, some kind of role playing game. Uh, Fate of the World, uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand, uh, or yeah, Forty Thousand Dawn of War Two Retribution, The Flying Dutchman Rift, uh, which actually is already out there. Um, in fact, uh, our good friend Umberto was playing it at the land this weekend. Um, Martial Empires, The Catastrophe of Babylon, and that's it, actually, for PC. John, PS3, it's all you, man. All me. Well, there's a couple of them in there. We that's have, starting off with uh, Rango, the video game. It's an action game. Call of Duty Black Ops, First Strike. Dead Space 2, Severed. Flight Night. Fight, Fight Night. Night. Yep, Fight Night Champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Drone, and mi- finishing off with a Mini Squadron. Very nice, very nice. No, Mini Squadron's for the PSP. Yeah. Oops, oops. Yep. Yeah, nice Overdid going it. there, John. Yeah. All right. Killed it. Way to go. Uh, and uh, finally, to round out the, the consoles and the platforms coming out, uh, for the Xbox 360, we got Rango, the video game, Dead Face, to, uh, Dead, Face. <laughs> Dead Space 2 Severed, <laughs> Fight Night Champion, and Beyond Good and Evil HD. So there you go. That rounds out this week's list. Nothing major, nothing huge, except hey, for Chuck E. You Jesus. skipped the Wii. Yeah, you skipped the Wii. Oh, well, yeah, was, who cares? We got Rango the Video Game. Who cares? Which is also coming out for the, the PS3 and the Xbox, of course. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Chuck E. Cheese's Sports Games. Woo, yeah. With special rooms. John, you're going to run out and get a Wii just for that game, aren't you? And for the Wii Dare coming out. <laughs> I destroyed Chase with that one. And you got your... Uh, Bit and trip uh, bit trip flux, which who knows? It's a puzzle. It, game. it comes with the strobe room. Yes. Uh, the Chuck E. Cheese. Oh yeah, game, the strobe room. The John, room. John, you it's know a, about that room, right? It's yeah. a very special room. Yeah. Yes. So now it's time for the moment of the show where we uh, where we discuss the games that we played over the past week. Um, I will actually start us off this week, and I uh, played a little bit of the. Uh, what's that game? <laughs> I forgot Chuck E. Cheese Cities in Motion Cities in Motion I actually downloaded a demo 
an extended demo, and and I played it. And I, I must say, I'm not very. I have a love hate relationship for the game. Uh, there's, uh, I think it, it suffers from a little bit of interface issues, control issues. I mean, I fi- I can figure it out. And I here's the basic premise of the game, folks. It allows you to set up your own type of transportation system in pre-configured cities. And they're all European cities, unfortunately. You know, Amsterdam, Berlin, you know, things like that. So far, anyway. So far. So you have these cities, and you set up your your bus network, uh, subway network, um, light rail network, whatever you want it to do. And you set up stops, and you, you buy your buses, and it's pretty simple. But the problem is what may feel logical as a way to operate and, and move things around in the interface doesn't flow smoothly. You have to do multiple clicks to try to do one thing. And it just, it's a little frustrating. It looks really cool. It's pretty neat. You know, it's nothing mind-blowing graphics-wise, but it's, it's nice. Uh, so I played that for a bit. And also this weekend, I uh, played a lot of pinball. Did the thing up at the Vancouver Regional Pinball Association. This time I was up in Langley, B.C. And uh, did some stuff up there. And I finished second. Oh, I forgot to mention. I finished second in the doubles competition. Uh, I was teamed up with a dude by the name of Jody. G-O-D-Y. And uh, we got second place on that, which is really cool. (coughs) So anyway, um, what games did you play, Mr. Joe Falvey? Uh, actually, I played um, a bit of uh, Cities in Motion as well. Okay, he did. I watched him. Yep, he did. What did you think of it, Joe? I mean, um, you know, I'm with you on that user interface. It definitely takes some getting used to. It's definitely got some weird kind of things to it. Um, yeah, who knows? It probably won't change a whole lot. Uh, what I didn't like all that much about it was it seemed like it was difficult to jump between different sections. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't really like how they organized the, uh, the in the in game tools, you know, where, how you went through to get to like building a, a bus stop versus building a train tracks, that sort of thing. So I, I didn't think that was that intuitive, but, uh, um, you know, the tutorial is fairly, fairly knowledgeable. It's not too bad. Um, I did find that, um, Making a bus route can be really, really hard, especially if you make a big, long one. Uh, you will end up with a lot of really, really unhappy people. I had at one point, I had a bus stop that had 130-some-odd oh people God. that were all sitting, standing there waiting for the bus to get there because the buses were all clumped together behind traffic. Yeah, and you can't do so. anything about the traffic. No, and, and you can't set where the buses start yeah. either. You know, so like uh, all the buses start at stop number one. Yeah. So if you add all the buses in at the same time, you know, like if you first build a, a set and then you add all the buses, they all start at stop one. Yeah. So they the first don't bus picks up the thirty people, and the next bus picks up nobody because everybody was picked up by the first bus. Right. And then every bus stops at every stop, regardless if there's someone on the bus or not. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just so yeah. it's yeah it's 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 got some it's got some, some problems, flaws. but yeah. you know hopefully they'll they'll get it patched and get it taken care of, and hopefully they'll allow some uh, third party uh, cities and stuff like that to yeah. do it at some point. That would be really really nice. Cool. Um, it'd be kind of cool to try to fix Seattle's transportation problem. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it, uh, the one thing I did think about it that was pretty cool is the fact that you can create different, all different kinds of transportation systems. Uh, you know, you can create a, a boat system if you want to do uh, river taxis or that sort of thing. You can even do helicopters if you want to do a helicopter service, um, which I thought was, was pretty amazing. Um, 
But uh, no, I, so I played a bit of that. I uh, played quite a bit of Left 4 Dead 2 at the LAN party. Uh, I think I mentioned that earlier. Um, we, also, uh, we also played some um, Minecraft while we were there, too. Carrie and I did. Very, very neat. John Kessler, you're up, man. What about you? What did I play this last week? Um, little Rock Band 3 at home. Some Eve. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, John. You've got to give us a little bit more than that, man. No you more. played at least some Left 4 Dead at the LAN. Oh no, you didn't. That no, was, I didn't. Never mind. That wasn't you. No, it wasn't uh, me. That was, that's right. We. I. I kept saying, John, you should play Left 4 Dead, and you kept saying, Oh, I suck at the game. I don't want to play it. Actually, you know, and I, then eventually you said, Oh, I. I don't even have it installed anymore. I was just. Well, I really do have it installed. I just don't like playing it. Yeah. Actually, I. I don't know. I just don't care for the game. I'm sorry. I just don't. It just you know I, I spend you know as uh, infected. I, I seem to sp- spend more time waiting to respawn. Than Everybody I do. does. That's part of the. That's part of being infected. Yeah. Well, it just. It's it you, just, you play. You play infected for for all of the the times you wait to get respawned. It's those few times where you cause huge amounts of chaos to the other team. Except for the problem is that in the, in the times that I have actually respawned, I, you know, I can't even get anything close to anybody, and I'm shot dead, and it's just like, okay, I'm dead again. It just yeah you you're, you're probably not playing appealing. players that are too good. We were playing some really evenly matched teams, so yeah. it, it worked out really really well actually. And we played some maps that uh, were were uh, brand new that no, none of the group had played before. Um, they uh, were third party downloads uh, that I found online. So it was it, it was uh, like I said it was a lot of fun. You should have at least given it a try. I mean come on. I, I'm not saying I, you know I've, I've played it. I just I don't know you know some people don't like playing TF2, but I, I'd rather actually play TF2 than that. Anyways, I didn't want to interrupt that because John was talking. And yes. that's and that's a very special situation when that occurs. So I just kind of stand back and let it take its course. Yes. Uh, we want to say thank you to every one of our listeners John, and uh, viewers. Yes. Oh, yeah, you, you said you played pinball, that's right. And I played Pins of Emotion. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I said I was going first, and I know that kind of threw you. Uh, th- yeah, threw that kind of confused. Yeah, that yeah. that's confused everybody. John keeps posting the start from two thousand eight. <laughs> I don't understand why. I just thought it was what? pretty funny. Or when you, actually, did you look at it and did you scroll down at the controller? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't realize it was you that guys. Old, uh, I want to remind everybody uh, that you know we do everything for you, and we appreciate any type of feedback, questions, or comments that you provide. Uh, if you head over to our main website at geekgamerradio.com, uh, over there on the top right-hand side of the page is our listener survey. If you click on that button, it will actually take you uh, to the PodTrack uh, survey. And so right now, we, you know, we do a, in, encourage you to go through and go ahead and take that survey if you haven't done so. Uh, it only will let you take it one time. So make sure that when you do take it, that you complete the survey because it does base it off your IP address so we don't get multiple entries from the same IP address and and that sort of thing. Uh, But here also on the website, you can subscribe to us on iTunes using the MP3 link or the video link. And you can also grab us on the Zoom Marketplace. But if you don't use any of those providers, you can also use your favorite podcatching software and or app and just grab our RSS feed uh, right there on the main site as well. 
You can also contact us and email the shows by using the email all shows button. And there you can fill out a form. You can leave us a voicemail. There's many different ways to get a hold of us. You can also follow us on Twitter, which is at GG Weekly. And you can also join our Facebook. Just do a search for Geek Gamer Weekly and you'll find us. Uh, we really do appreciate giving uh, feedback and letting us know what you like and what you dislike about the show. We've received numerous responses, and it really helps us fit and mold our show more towards what you guys like. Uh, we've had thoughts and considerations of taking this show, Geek Gamer Weekly, and splitting it off into two separate shows, one exclusively on gaming and one exclusively on geek and tech content. We would like to know what you guys out there think about that. So please let us know. Drop us a line. Reply to this post on the website. Uh, reply to Facebook. Just somewhere. Let us know what you think of the show and if you want us to make those changes. Or we'll just leave things the way they are and we'll just add new shows. Uh, we are working on new shows. Uh, some of them uh, will be in the areas of photography and one that I'm personally excited about, Pinball. I uh, just need to come up with a name. I already got people in line to be on the show. It's just a matter of finalizing it and getting it all together. So look for that soon, which is going to be really cool. Um, as always, we are a member of the Tech Podcasts Network at techpodcasts.com. You can also find the video page at techpodcasts.tv. And you can also head over to the Roku box and the Boxy box. And head over to the Tech Podcast channel. And under the gaming category, you will find Geek Gamer Weekly. There, uh, you can watch our show and many, many other shows on the network, ranging from photography to Linux to geek news and much, much more. Uh, as always, Mr. John Kessler is holding down the fort in the chat room. He is our president of chat operations. And this week, he's our barge burger expert. John Kessler, thank you so much. You're welcome. Anything you would like to plug before we say goodnight? Good night, Gracie. No, no, I mean, <laughs> no, no. Stop Done. <laughs> Evil, bad, bad John, bad. Huh? Also, our resident Apple expert, uh, you know, you can find him at, at Falby on Twitter. That's F-A-L-B-E-Y, Mr. Joseph Falby. Thank you so much, sir, for being on the show. It is appreciated. It's always fun. And uh, it's nice to have you in HD. And this week, a fish in the background. And thank you, Joe, right. for being on Twitter so I don't have to be. Joe is on Twitter so John doesn't have to be. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, and, okay. And my name is Chase Nunes. You can follow me on Twitter if you so care to. Uh, my Twitter hash at ID is at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. You can find me there. Um, also, one uh, quick note, Andrew Horton was supposed to be on this week's show. Unfortunately, his computer blew up. Blew up. Im imploded. Uh, imploded. On the, computer on, failed. On the spot. It was, a, it was an implosion. Both uh, computers failed. Yeah, it was just crazy. His, 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 it was bad. His desktop went like to 200 Celsius, and his laptop said, screw you. <laughs> yep. um, so this week, I did not have the Crash-O-Matic. It was Andrew Horton. Um, and fix that stuff. Fix that stuff. Uh, so uh, we hope to have Mr. Horton on the show again in the future. And also, uh, we're going to be bringing in some new guests, new blood to talk about tech and gaming. Uh, some of them might be Canadian. 
Um, I just wanted to let you know. Bunch of hosers. Mm. Might be hoser chat reunion. You never know. Uh, <laughs> so want to say thanks to everybody who listens and watches the show. We'll see you next week at this time. And for everybody out there who's watching and listening, goodbye. Goodbye.